Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Lowe. This is your place for confidence, mindset, and motivation. I am a self-love and empowerment coach, um, and I am extremely passionate about guiding you through ways to cultivate self-love, to be able to forgive yourself and let go, and to be able to get into inspired action. Um, I'm This morning, I was looking in my mom's living room, and she has this sign that says, the purpose of life is to find your gift. The meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to share it. And I feel like that is really what has made this business come about is my own personal experiences around procrastination, around finding myself in a relationship that was very narcissistic. I didn't even know what narcissism was. All I knew was I was so unhappy, but I felt so twisted in my mind because I hated this man, but I loved him too. I wanted so badly the approval from him and to fix things and to create a peaceful environment. But when someone is committed to making you wrong in every corner and belittling you. Like I, it, it isolated me cause I st- I started pushing my friends away cause he didn't like any of my friends. He didn't like my family. Um, and that was one of the most painful experiences. And it, it hit a point where he started treating me worse than I treated myself. And through a lot of the, the things that I've learned around self-love and all of the things that the journey that I've been on myself is we will put up with people only as long as they treat us below the threshold of how we treat ourselves. So if you treat yourself in a way that is harsh and negative and critical and you are not you are your own biggest critic, you know, when you are um, treating yourself in that way, you will allow other people to treat you the same way. But the moment someone treats you worse than you treat yourself, you walk away. And so it reached that threshold where um, I realized I don't want to do this. I realized I don't care if I'm alone forever because I didn't want to be in that relationship. Um, but the thing that really uh, created that aha moment for me was a family member passing away. So my grandma passed away. We found out she had lung cancer and she passed away within two weeks. And that was her biggest fear. Her biggest fear was was having lung cancer. Her mom, her, her family members had all died from emphysema, from smoking. So it was like seeing my grandmother, this powerful, strong, loving woman in the weakest, most vulnerable state battling the biggest fear she's had her entire life. And it woke me the fuck up because it reminded me that I too am going to die. It reminded me that it is up to me to live my life. And I looked around at my life and I was so burnt out from my corporate job. My hair was falling out. I looked around at my relationships and some of my closest friends were not really talking to me because they didn't understand why I was with this guy. And I wasn't satisfied. I felt like I was living someone else's life. Um, and so I made that decision that I wanted something different. And so I started Googling how to travel and make money because I knew that I wanted to travel, but I didn't know what it looked like. Um, and I didn't know if it was possible. And I started Googling and Googling and things that came up was how to teach English. And so that was the route that I took. And so I planned for six months. I saved up money. I like, was it six months? No, I think I only saved for like three months, <laughs> but I was working so much and had such little time to spend my money. It was actually very easy to save money at that time in my life. Um, and I, I did it. I, I moved out of my apartment in San Diego. 
I put things in storage and I moved to Costa Rica. And I lived there for about six months and I learned how to teach English. I started working at a local school and that led me to then teach in Guatemala for six months and then in Peru for six months. And then I met someone in Guatemala that was like, hey, you want to come work in Croatia? So I went to Croatia and ended up backpacking around Europe for four months. And a lot of these things I, I did by myself. And it was this beautiful experience of trusting myself to figure out in the moment because you have to be present in the situations, especially when traveling. And there's a level of trust that needs to be there with the world of trusting that A, you have discernment to be able to notice if things need to be adjusted or if there's any level of, you know, not feeling safe, but also trust that your energy will attract the type of people that you want to be with. And that was exactly what happened. Um, But it wasn't until, and so like I was carrying that relationship around for so long because I was, the way that I viewed it was that was the worst thing ever. I'm so glad I'm out of it and I never want to talk about it again. That was how I felt because it was just so painful and it was filled with so much shame and I didn't know how it got so bad so quickly. Um, And so then in 2017, I got invited to do this leadership program all around emotional intelligence. And at first I was like, what? I don't understand. No, but it was a close friend. It was someone that I actually had lived with in San Diego. He's like a soul brother, like he's family to me. And he was telling me about his experience with it. And, you know, he he even told me, he's like, Kelsey, if you don't like this, I will pay you back. And it was like $3,000 for this program. And and I had at that point in 2017, I had never invested in myself uh, like that with like beyond college, you know, or beyond traveling, you know? And so it was so weird to think about investing in something that I couldn't touch. I couldn't feel, you know? Um, but it changed my life. And there was a process in this, um, this transformational program. It was an in-person experience where you do like a four-day weekend, you know, in San Diego and you're with, you know, 50, 60 people. And it is the most incredible experience because it walked us through a process of forgiveness, but it was super painful because they had us go back to those memories. We had us go back to seeing the the moments that we felt disempowered and learning how to forgive, not just ourselves but the people that were involved in those memories and forgiving ourselves, not for them, but for our own liberation, for our own, um, well-being. And I had no idea the resentment I had towards myself. You guys, I didn't until I was in a space in a program being led by a coach that I didn't realize. And so we don't know what we don't know. And it was, it felt like the shackles fell off. It felt like I was free. It felt like I wasn't trapped in my mind fearing relationships anymore because there was a part of me that was so terrified of getting into another relationship and having it end up like that. Because I didn't understand how it happened so quick, I was closed off to meeting people. Um, And so that was one of the biggest areas of my self-love journey is forgiving myself for the role that I played, forgiving him for the role that he played. Um, 
and really coming to terms with the fact that I am powerful and I'm worthy and I'm lovable. And that is what has catapulted this entire business around self-love. And so what the I think the cornerstone to self-love is learning how to create forgiveness, practicing forgiveness, practicing letting go, practicing coming to terms and acceptance and knowing that you didn't know then what you know now. You didn't know then what you know now. Um, and as I started going along the work, I found something called Pono, And it is a forgiveness practice. It's a Hawaiian forgiveness ritual. And basically the mantra of it is, I love you. I forgive you. Will you forgive me? I love you. I forgive you. Will you forgive me? And it's a process of visualizing um, the people that have hurt you and bringing them on in your mind, almost like a stage and looking them in the eye and forgiving them. And this does not require talking to them. This is about you and your memory of them. This is about you and the hurt you felt with them. Um, and so forgiveness and letting go can be on a bigger level of some of those biggest experiences of our life, but also on the micro level of forgiving ourselves whenever we feel like we didn't give our best or we feel like we weren't able to show up the way we wanted to, or if we're procrastinating or if we find ourselves comparing ourselves to other people, it's learning to forgive ourselves and notice, okay, okay, that's, that's, I didn't realize now what I knew then. <clears throat> You know that our we're constantly getting new information. We're constantly learning. We're constantly growing, and so we get to honor that by constantly forgiving. Um, and this could be one of the hardest parts in the process of self love and in creating an intimate relationship with yourself, because there can be a lot of shame or regret or just anger. I didn't realize how angry I was at myself for staying. I felt so pissed off about it, but it was so repressed and suppressed. I didn't even realize the anger that was living inside of my body that was creating that sense of heaviness. That's harder to connect to the energy. I didn't feel connected. Um, and so I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think you know, self-love and self-care. Yeah. Sometimes it's bubble baths. Yeah. Sometimes it is resting, a lot of a lot of it is tuning in to what it is that you need, um, and being able to give that to yourself. And one thing that everyone needs is unconditional love. And but we can't just we have to open ourselves up to it by first creating the unconditional love within ourselves. Hey, lovely, if you are ready to take the lead in your life, if you are ready to cultivate self-love that empowers you, inspires you, and allows you to take action on the things that really matter to you in your life, then Glow Self-Love Mastermind is open for enrollment. There is a link in the show notes that you could be able to join. This is a six-month mastermind that is for empathetic and spiritual women to come together to create sisterhood, to create empowerment, and to master our emotions. And it's not so much controlling them as it is surrendering to them and allowing for your feminine flow to guide you in your day, how to get into flow, how to create a meditation practice, how to be open to receiving everything that life has to offer. And so if that sounds good to you, there is a link below that you can schedule a free one-on-one call with me and we can be able to dive into your self-love journey. Here is what Jennifer has to say, a recent graduate of Glow Mastermind. I would say if you're on the fence and you're not sure if you should do it, why? (laughs) You're important. 
your own life matters. Self-love is something that I think in society we don't appreciate as much as we should. And having gone through this course, it is so important that it's really, I'm finding the uh, stem of everything else, of work life, of physical life, of course, mental health life. And that is something that's so important. I don't even want to think about um, having gone through um, this whole 2020 <laughs> without having that mental fortitude and clarity and tools um, that I got from GLOW because um, it's helped me so much. So if you're on the fence, investing in yourself is never a bad thing. You're always going to get a return out of it. And when you invest in yourself, you are also investing in the people in your life because when you're a better version of yourself, it brings so much more clarity. You're feeding the root of the tree. Like you are the root of the tree and that is what you're feeding and everything else is gonna stem from it and it's gonna be so abundant and amazing. So go for it. All right, now let's get back to the episode. And this is an ongoing journey. This isn't like, okay, check, I forgave myself. There's layers and layers and layers. You know, I still go through different things where I forgive myself for situations that have happened because I'm like, ah, oh, I knew better. I know better. Why did I do that? But instead of shaming ourselves, being like, well, really though, why did I do that? What was I hoping to gain? What was the fear there? What was what were the emotions below that? And if we can look at it, it's not as scary, you know? And this is like a big part of the process is what did I learn from that experience? Because it happened, you know, because that happened, what do I know now that I didn't know then? What new information about life do I have because of that experience? And when I started going through this process with myself with that relationship, and this was like seven years ago, but if a memory that was painful from even for you, if it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, if it still comes up in your mind, it's very much real. And you're continuing to live with that pain and that suffering of it because it feels like it shouldn't have happened. Um, and so that's an important process. Part of the process is accepting that it happened and not looking at it as this shouldn't have happened, but remembering this very, very, very important uh, perspective to have on the world. And this is a perspective that will empower your life is this. Everything is happening for me. That instantly puts you in the driver's seat of your own life. When we feel like life is happening to us and things are happening to us, where does that put us? That puts us in the seat of being a victim. We feel like life is unfair. Things are happening to you. It's like, why me? Why me? And then our mind wants to answer that. Our ego wants to answer that. So it's like, why me? And then the ego comes along and it's like, because you suck, because you're unlovable, because you're not enough. And it's all of the inner critic voice and the thoughts that come in that are not true. They're not true. And they're not actually yours. Those are thoughts that are coming in, thoughts that maybe you've picked up from the world around you, or maybe someone has told you those things. And that's where you get to notice the forgiveness work. You get to forgive yourself in the micro moments of saying bad things to yourself. And I want to actually take that back by saying critical thoughts to yourself, not bad, good, bad, right, wrong. Let's just eliminate all of that. 
Empowering thoughts, disempowering thoughts. Thoughts that feel good, thoughts that don't feel good. Thoughts that feel expansive, thoughts that feel constricting. Checking in on those thoughts and remembering when a thought comes up that is critical. Stop, notice it, be like, huh, yeah, I'm letting that go. Imagine being on the side of a freeway. A car drives by, boom, embarrassment. Car drives by, ooh, worry. Like, this is kind of like an analogy of our mind. We can try to run after the car to stop it, to figure it out, to find out where it's coming from. Or we can sit back, let it come, drive by, and let it go. Because another car is about to be coming, all right? Our thoughts are constantly going. And so it's up to us to not cling on to the thoughts that come up and try and figure it out. Notice when a thought comes up that doesn't, doesn't feel empowering and be like, hmm, okay, I released that. That's not even mine. Like, interesting, where did that come from? What do I want to feel instead? What do I want to feel instead? And so if you ever feel like you are being your own worst critic, um, open up your journal and just start with I am. I am, I am, I am, I am. And do your best to pull out something positive. And if you can't, if you feel like it's really hard and you're like, I can't, like if you're feeling in a, a dark place, um, go broad. Go very general and very broad. I am alive. I am breathing. I can see. I can walk. I can talk. I do have family. And if that's true, if it's not, then don't put that. Or you could say, I have chosen family. I am, I am, I am, I am. And then I want you to write down, I am open. I'm open to receiving love and I'm open to giving love. Because I think our love is what gets restricted whenever we have resentment towards ourselves and resentment towards other people. Our love is restricted as a mechanism to protect ourselves, right? Because our ego is just wants to protect us. It's like our caveman protector. It's like I protect. <laughs> you know, it's it's very um it's it's not as logical. It's just protection. And so noticing when you're putting up a guard to protect yourself, noticing when you're not allowing love in, but you're trying to let love out. Um, and so a big area of this journey of being on your self-love journey, noticing, okay, noticing the thoughts when they come up, releasing them, not trying to chase after them and cling on and hold on to them and realigning. So notice, release, align. I just made that up, (laughs) but it works really well. Notice the thought, release the thought, realign with how you want to feel instead. Realign with what you need. Realign with who you are. And if it ever feels difficult to have a moment with yourself where you're feeling disconnected from your emotions, you're feeling numb, um, start to notice um, what you are using to numb yourself with right? Is it alcohol? Is it marijuana? Is it cigarettes? Is it TV? You know, whatever you're doing to avoid feeling is a numbing agent and there's no good, bad, right or wrong. They're all the same. And so oftentimes when we are numbing ourselves because there's this protection, right? It's a subconscious reaction to our emotions, to past experiences, whoops, is trying to, um, is trying to just not feel it, right? Avoid, like hard pass. Next, ego's like, yeah, that's painful. That could potentially be dangerous, you know, because it just wants to protect us. So we're not going to go there. 
But what happens if we continuously shut down those emotions and repress repress them, um, we can get depressed. And at the most extreme level, it can manifest as disease in the body, dis-ease in the body. Resentment is like knots all throughout our body. Um, And so if if we aren't allowing ourselves to process it, like I said, it's going to create that dis-ease. Um, so what do we do? If you want to know why you are doing, like if you're doing something over and over again and you're like, why am I doing this to myself? If you really want to know why you are doing it next time you want it, if you can maybe step outside the house, go for a walk, anything other than that thing, if you can just wait, even just 10, 20, 30 minutes, you will see whatever thoughts come up are the thoughts that you're subconsciously trying to repress. So if you want to know why you're doing something, stop doing it and you'll see what thoughts and emotions come up. So for me over over Christmas, I found myself smoking so much weed. You know, like the little weed pens. It's just so convenient, so easy. I've smoked weed like probably for 15 years off and on. I've always had like a nice relationship with it. But when I am suppressing emotions, it is one of the easiest things to grab to numb myself. And so... Um, I stopped smoking for a while for even just a couple days and it felt like this catharsis. Um, I was in Mexico and I didn't have any, I didn't bring any weed or anything like, well, actually, yeah, we did smoke a little weed in the beginning part of the trip, but towards the end of the trip, it was all gone, (laughs) you know? Um, And guess what started coming up? A lot of emotions. And so I didn't even realize what I was suppressing until the thing that was numbing me was removed. And then it all came bubbling up. Grief around 2020 came up. Worry around my future came up. Comparison around not being married came up. Fear of not being the right person to do the type of business and work that I do, which is ironic because I created it. So how could I not be the person for it? But it was the shadow side. And I think one of the biggest parts of being on the self-love journey is looking at the shadow. Um, Because as long as I'm, if I'm not looking at those things, they are subconsciously running my life. It becomes the, the the root of what I'm making my decisions off of. Um, have you ever heard of like gremlins? Um, you know, those little gremlins, they would like run around, they were just wreaking havoc. They it's like a 90s movie, and they're they destroy everything, okay? But the only way that they die is when they're exposed to the light. And we're gonna call these our fear gremlins, the biggest fear grem <clears throat> the biggest fear gremlins that we have about life you know, not being alone, not doing a good enough job, like not making an impact or feeling like you don't have a purpose or not feeling that you're reaching your potential, like fear around time. That's one of the biggest things is feeling like you're behind or feeling like, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be. Or if you're around money, feeling like you're restricted because there isn't enough money available and, you know, it's too hard to make, like whatever those stories are. Nothing in life is actually a problem. It is simply our projection on it that we then identify as a problem, okay? So just like those gremlins in that movie, our fears, when we shine a light on them, when we see them, when we feel them, when we identify what those actually are, they don't have power over us anymore. They aren't this big, mysterious thing. Sometimes it can even make us laugh a little bit at... 
how far out of the truth it actually is. Because I want you to ask yourself, whenever a self-criticizing thought comes up, ask yourself, is this true? Is this true? Is this absolutely the truth? Yes or no? And then the next question is, do I have proof, right? Do I have proof that this is true? And then you can ask, is this serving me? And oftentimes it's not. And then how can you put yourself in the center of it? Meaning, how can you put yourself at the center of your life by taking care of yourself better than ever before? It's not a forceful thing. It's a feeling thing. How can you allow yourself to feel so we can let go of some of those knots of resentment from the past so we can allow you to fully live in the present moment and really be um, feeling connected? Because that's what it comes down to is feeling connected. It's not about feeling good. It's not about feeling bad. It's, and if anything, I, I invite you to remove that from your vocabulary when you are describing your emotions. You know, you're like, oh, I was doing really bad last week or, oh, I'm doing good now. Like describe that in more detail. What does that mean? If you're feeling good, is it, I'm feeling connected. I'm feeling alive. I'm feeling energized. I'm feeling aligned. I'm feeling present. You know, what, describe it differently. If you're feeling bad, what does it really mean? Are you feeling disconnected? Are you feeling alone? Are you, what are you feeling? When we can identify what it actually is and verbalize it, we have so much more clarity around how to navigate it. But if we are just in the dark and feel, and it's just, I feel bad, period. There's not really anywhere to go from that except feeling a little less bad and a little less bad, and a little less bad until you start to feel kind of good and then, you know, feel a little bit better and then eventually start to feel great. You know, there's a scale there, but I want to invite you to speak about it a little bit differently. Um, then I also have a forgiveness meditation below that I want to offer to you. It's a free meditation um, that you can be able to access so I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Joyfully You podcast. This has been kind of story time mixed with the self-love journey, mixed with some forgiveness work, all the things. Um, if you know someone that needs to hear this episode, send it to a friend, okay? Um, and if you love this and you're like, oh, I want the world to hear this, um, post it to your Instagram story and tag me at Kelsey Low Show. I would love to connect with you. Um, or if you want to just send me a private direct message, I, I love connecting um, with, with you. I want to connect with you. I want to, I want to hear your story. You know, I want to be on your team. And so that's available. Come say hi. Don't be shy. <laughs> um, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of joyfully you podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and this is your reminder that you can be, do, and have anything. And I'm going to leave you with this. You are infinitely loved and infinitely supported. I'll talk to you later.